You're listening to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and today we are continuing on with the Life on My Terms series with a letter to my younger self. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm sharing with you some things I talked about in a blog post that I wrote last week, a letter to my younger self. And I thought it was a really cool blog post with a lot of really good lessons. So let's get into it. But before I get started, I just wanted to let you know, I've opened up my private coaching for fall. I do the monthly VIPs and a three month program. And I have a awesome special right now. So if you're interested in the private coaching, just go to the link in the show notes and you could set up a call with me and we could chat all about it. And I'll give you all the details about the special that I'm running right now for fall, my favorite time of the year, which I know it's not fall yet. You don't have to yell at me. At least I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. Um, I just love the fall season. The only thing I don't like about the fall season is it's not long enough, right? And I know I realize that a lot of people all over the world call it autumn, so maybe I should call it autumn, but it's not long enough. Oh, excuse me. And after fall comes winter, and winter's not my favorite, right? So I love fall, but I have mixed feelings about how long it is. I feel like it should be a whole lot longer, right? Don't you agree with me? It's just the best absolutely best time of the year. And I've seen some hilarious posts on TikTok about it. Um, So you have to check that out. But um, let's get into today's episode. So as I said, I wrote a blog post about my what I would say to my younger self if I could write my younger self a letter. And I always think about this. And I talk about this with my clients too, sometimes because I'm like, how cool would it be if you could take all the knowledge that you have right now in your life that you've you've gained up to this point and go back and with that knowledge complete complete with that whole complete knowledge right not just parts of it but completely fresh in your mind and just like start over when you were like younger you know maybe like teen I I guess I would start over at like seven maybe I'd start over at like seven (laughs) That'd be a lot of, actually, that would be a lot of knowledge for a seven-year-old, so maybe a little bit older than that. But anyway, how cool would that be? I think that, like, God, we would be dangerous as young girls, wouldn't we? We would just be dangerous. That's all I'm going to say. I call the era I'm in right now, uh, people like to call it midlife. I think midlife just sounds so boring. Um, So I like to call it my villain era, because I think that a lot of people villainize middle-aged women, so I'm just going to step into that and embrace it. So I'm in my villain era, and I love watching the younger generation. So I have three children, so I get to see two different age groups of women, I have, and I have a wonderful son, but I have a 30-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old daughter, and 
Uh, I just love watching how bold, how confident they are. They're just so different than I was at their age. And I 100% champion these girls and these women. And I, I want to do everything I possibly can to raise them up all the time. Because I just, I love where they're at. I love how far ahead of the, how far ahead of me they were, like they are, I should say. They're just so far ahead of where I was. And I just, I just love that because it gives me hope. It just gives me a lot of hope. And I, I want to support them. But that's where the blog topic came from. And I talk about women all the time that are kind of starting over in midlife. You know, a lot of times maybe they're getting separated or divorced or their kids are going off to college. And it's just like this turning point in their life. And they feel like their life is over. They feel stuck. They feel stagnant. And I never looked at it this way. And I think maybe it was because I wasn't married for a while and also because I was a single mom. But when my kids went off to college, I was like, yes, I missed them dearly. I, I'm so close with my kids and I love them so much, but I was like, yeah, like it's time for me now. Like I was excited, but I don't see this excitement in a lot of women. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. And I always say that to them. I'm like, this is your, like your second half. This is where you get to almost like a restart or whatever. But this time you have all the knowledge of your, your life, everything that you've lived up to now you have as your knowledge bank, you're in your knowledge bank. You're so powerful now, right? You're so smart. You're so beautiful. You're so confident. You're well, we're not all confident. I'm not going to say that with a hundred percent. Like it took me a while to gain my confidence. And I wouldn't say I was confident until I was in my forties because I came out of a really like verbally abusive relationship. And I didn't really, it took me a while to get that confidence back. Okay. But you can get it back and you can live fully with passion and you can thrive. Right. And there's, you can start over. And so I always talk about like how you can use the knowledge that you gained so far. You're so much more powerful now. Right. But I would say that if we're talking about me talking to myself when I was younger, then here are some of the things that I have on my list, okay? So the first thing is, do not care about what anyone else thinks or says, okay? Now, yeah, that's so easy to say, but um, yeah, when you're younger, you, you're so worried about what everyone thinks, you're worried about what you're doing, you're worried about everything, what everybody else is thinking, right? But I just, I just want to clarify to anyone who doesn't know this already that nobody's thinking about you and I don't mean that in a mean sort of way it's just that everybody's focused on themselves everybody's worrying about the same things everybody's worried about what everybody else is thinking meanwhile nobody's worrying about anybody else right and so just stop focusing on what everybody else thinks and focus on yourself focus on what you love, focus on being authentically 100% you and just like living into that and just don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter. They really are not paying attention to you. We're just very self-centered beings. (laughs) And you know, I don't mean that in a terrible way, but it's just true. Think about it. If you're always thinking about and worrying about what everybody else is thinking, what do you think everybody else is thinking? Do you think you're the only one? No, this is everybody. So screw it. Who cares anymore? Really? Like when you get to the end of your life and you're just like laying on your deathbed, are you going to really think about what everybody 
cared about what they thought of you? No, you're going to think about the things that you did, the family and the friends that you had, the experiences you shared with people. And you're going to be really happy if you stepped into your life and lived it fully instead of being afraid what everybody thinks of you, right? So, you know, now in those instances when you do pick up like a hater and somebody's just like hating on something you do or they tell you, oh, you're too much, oh, I can't believe you dress like that or, oh, my favorite thing as me as a middle-aged woman is you should dress your age. Okay, now no one's ever said that to me, but if someone did, I would just like, I would just, yeah, I would tear them a new one. I really would. Because you dress the way you want to dress. And what does that mean, dress your age? What the heck does that mean? So anyway, if you do get a hater, right, I just want you to know it's still not all about you, right? It's about that person and their insecurities. It really is. So just send them some love, send them off, and you keep going and you're a happy little world, okay? Or you're a happy big world. If you have haters, I just want to tell you, that just means you're a badass, okay? So you should want to have haters. The second thing is, don't let fear stop you. I'm just going to say it, fear is a lie. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's true, like when you're, you know, walking in a dark parking garage or you're being chased by a, a bear or a lion, and there's not many instances when it's true, okay? But most of the time, it's a lie, at least in a way, the way we allow it to affect us. It's a lie. Fear is our body's way of telling us that something is different, right? Something's out of, outside of our regular normal activities that keep us safe and in our comfort zone, right? And fear is the excitement of the unknown and what's yet to come. It's kind of a way your, of your body's telling you to pay attention because this is different and it might be dangerous, but most of the time it's not. It's just your, your brain's way of protecting you, okay? So most of the time, it's exactly what you knew, need to do to grow. So like when I'm afraid to do something now, especially when it's in my business, I know, yep, that's exactly what I need to do next, right? And every time, I'm always right every single time. So I use fear as a sign of, what, of whatever I'm afraid of, I need to do that next in my life in order to grow and expand, in order to become that better version of myself. Fear is the introduction to growth, okay? And I really want you to start thinking of it that way. And God, I wish I could have tell my younger self that. There were so many opportunities that I missed because of fear. Now I'm going to share one with you. It's a very interesting story. Um, so I was in beauty culture when I was in high school, right? So you could take beauty culture in high school when I was in high school and then become a, you know, a beautician or hairdresser or whatever the hell you want to call it, right? I was really into it. I'm a very creative person and I was pretty damn good at it. And we used to, we learned how to do these like creative hair designs and we did it by setting the hair with rollers and stuff like that. But there were like, these like fantasy designs, like crazy designs with your hair on your head, like things you couldn't even imagine, you know? And I was really good at it and I did a contest and I came in first place. And I was able, I was invited to go to Italy for another competition, but I was so afraid to go like without my parents and I can't remember why my parents couldn't come. And I think my parents were afraid to let me go. So they kind of like, 
didn't push me. I kind of wish they gave me a little bit of a nudge because no matter, I, you know, it's not like I regret not being a hairdresser or any of any of that stuff. I regret the experience. I think it would have been a really exciting, cool experience. It would have pushed me way out of my comfort zone and I would have met some cool people, right? I don't know what path it would have put me on, but I think it, it would have been a, a fabulous experience. And I missed out on that because of fear and fear only. And that's the one time I can think of that was, it was like a big thing. And I think it affected me in a negative way. I, I always regretted it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so the next thing, keep romantic relationships on the back burner for now. So now I can't get like the crazy hairstyles out of my head, like crazy, like fantasy type stuff. So it was so much fun, actually. It was really a lot of fun. Okay, so keep romantic relationships on the back burner for now. So like, you know, like just put the boys on the back burner. I think that I know for myself, I started dating way too young and you know, I started like maybe like 13, 14 years old. I had like a steady boyfriend. It was, it's ridiculous when you think about it because we don't even really know who we are yet. We're not fully developed as people. We're moving from being a child to being a teen. And we're just starting to form like a deep understanding of who we are on the inside. We're just starting to develop that. And it's a time that we should be focusing on ourselves, learning our talents, our strengths, you know, enjoying our life. Um, learning what our values are, this time should not be spent trying to like impress a boy or worrying about, you know, what boy, what a, what boys think of you or worrying whether your boy, your, your 14 year old boyfriend's going to break up with you. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. So this is a big one for me because I really didn't let this throw me way off. It was a huge distraction for me. I almost wish I had like those super strict parents that were like, you're not dating until you're 18 or I don't know. I don't think you could really stop your children from dating. But if I could talk to my younger self, I would definitely talk her out of it, right? There's plenty of time for romance as we get older. Plenty. As a matter of fact, there's just there's too much time for that right? Focus on this time on becoming the most confident, happy version of yourself that you can be. And I think that would have been life-changing for me as a teenager, as a young teenager. You know, if somebody got to me before I started dating and said, don't do it, like, and if they could have convinced me, because, yeah, I think realistically, if we went back to our younger selves, they'd just be like, okay, old lady, whatever, you know, but maybe not. I don't know. So, The next thing is embrace and nurture your close relationships with other aligned women. So when I was younger, I didn't realize how much these relationships shape our life and support us. I also didn't realize how important it is to always be raising other women up, praising them and loving them. We have enough crap in this world that doesn't support us. And the least we can do is support each other. And I think this should be like a number one, first thing that all women should focus on. Like, let's build each other up because the rest of the world is beating us all down. And this goes for the entire world. Women all over the world are being beaten down. And I think actually the world would be a better place if the women were in charge. I, I honestly don't think we would be where we are today. So I would tell my younger self to take good care of these relationships, right? Nurture them, hold on to them because they will be with you throughout your lifetime and they will be a connection to your true 
self, you know. So when we make these friendships when we're young, you know, a lot of times it's before anyone has really destroyed us yet. (laughs) And you guys know what I mean by that, you know. So these women that we're friends with, and I have a few that I'm still friends with, are, they know who we really are, right? They know us to the core, right? They remember who we are. So we need these people in our life for those moments when we forget who we are, when we lose that connection with ourselves. These are the most powerful relationships. So nurture them and hold on to them. And if you're an older person right now listening to this, whatever fabulous relationships that you have in your life, nurture them and build them and connect with those women. These women are there to, as I said, let's raise each other up and support each other, right? The next thing is always put yourself first. People hate it when I say that and take care of yourself at the highest level. So people hate when I say always put yourself first because it sounds really selfish, right? Doesn't it? But one of the things that I do in my business and one of the things that I consider to be my purpose is to kind of reprogram people to help them believe that putting yourself first is the way to go, right? So practicing deep level self-care and taking care of yourself on the deepest level really helps you become the best version of yourself. And when you, when you're that version of yourself, you know, you can put that version into the world. So when we're young, we feel indestructible, right? Like nothing will ever slow us down. We'll never get sick or whatever, And we're taught to kind of like take care of everybody else first, right? Especially as women. And we wear this behavior as a badge of honor sometimes. We work ourselves to death and, you know, we'll be like, oh, I did this, 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 and this, and this. And, and, you know, we present that to people and expect praise in return, right? This is how society raises girls. This is a bunch of bullshit though. When we put our health in and the care for ourselves first, we can then, as I said, put the best versions of ourselves into the world. And this is not, like I said, about being selfish and not caring for other people. It's about being mature and responsible enough for yourself to know that when you're well rested and you're cared for at the highest level, then it's at that high level, you can then step out and give back to your family and your community. You are an asset to everyone around you. We need to start teaching this to girls and boys at a young age. This is so freaking important because think about the latter. So like if you show up exhausted, you know, you show up to your family, maybe you're short, you're cranky, whatever. You're just not the best version of yourself. And then you come down hard on yourself because you're like, oh, I snapped at my children or I'm not, that's not the best I could do. And I really want to show up better, right? So it doesn't serve anyone to show up exhausted. It doesn't serve anyone to work yourself to death. And I know this, this, in this society, we kind of value, um, how hard we work. Like we, we kind of attach our value as a person to how hard we're working, how successful we are, how much money we're making, but it's just a bunch of bullshit once again, right? That has nothing to do with our worth. We are worth, we're worthy just because we are who we are. There's no one else like us in the world. We're the only one. We're one of a kind. So there's really nothing to live up to. Okay. You are just worthy just because you were created and you exist. All right. The next thing, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm, This was a, this was a big one for me. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I dragged this out into my forties. I'm totally serious. I never wanted to ask for help ever. Right. 
It was just like me being like, if I want it done right, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to do everything myself until I almost dropped out of a stroke, right? So nobody gets to a high level of success at anything without help. And I learned this so late in life. It might look or seem that way when you're outside looking in. You can look at this person. Sometimes it looks like they had an overnight success. But what you don't know is that they've been working on it for 10, 15 years, maybe sometimes even longer. But I know that there is no need to start from scratch when there is usually someone else out there who has done exactly what you're doing or something similar to what you're doing before. So save yourself some time. Save yourself the headaches. Save yourself the long, torturous wait (laughs) and ask somebody for help. Always ask for help. Also, when you don't know how to do something, I'm sorry, when you know how to do something, don't gatekeep it. So give and help others freely. There's no such thing as competition when we're all completely unique beings. Like I just said earlier, you're the only one that's doing it the way you're doing it. So like say you're a coach like me and you're like, I don't really want to help another coach like me out because then I'm going to lose business. Well, no, it's just not true. I don't care if that other coach is doing the same exact thing as you. It's different because they are them and you are you and it's going to be presented differently and you're going to have different clients that align with you. And so there really is no competition and this is the way we have to start raising each other up and supporting each other. Um, There's no one who can replace you ever. So always be open to advice even when you might be, think you're an expert, okay? Um, this is another point, an important part of this. If you think you know it all, you'll be closed off to learning. You'll be closed off to learning all the things that will make you even better than you are right now. Always be open because what I've learned is, you know, I've signed up for classes and I'm sitting through a class and it's like all stuff that I've learned before. As a matter of fact, I'm taking a class right now. It's, it's actually a soil class. I know that sounds so exciting, but I'm very into gardening and A lot of the stuff I'm learning, I already know, but I know there's going to be these little tidbits right in there. And I know at some point, probably I'm going to learn a lot. Like I'm at the beginning of the course. So it's a lot of just normal, regular gardening stuff that I've been gardening since I've been in my thirties. So I know a lot, but I know I'm going to learn something and I'm, I, you connect with people, there's networking, there's just so many things that you get out of something like that, right? So I, I, and I always say, if I learn one thing, it was worth it. If I learn one new thing, it's always worth it. So do the things that make you happy, not whatever everyone thinks you should do, right? That's, that's another really important one. I would love to tell myself this. Pay close attention to all the things that bring you joy and happiness in the life. All the things that light you up inside. You know, when you're doing it, you kind of lose time. Like either uh, a lot of time passes or a little time passes, but it feels like, you know, you're like zoned out completely. That's like your genius zone. Like embrace those things. Every time you feel this way, pay attention to it and then, you know, do more of it right? Just do more of those things that you're in your genius zone when you're doing those things. And if you could start doing that from a young age and really embrace that, I feel like you will be so successful. And it doesn't, and when I say successful, I don't always mean like monetary wise. I just mean successful, happy, you know, thriving in your life, you know, and you probably will have everything you need to take care of yourself. So pay attention, 
Don't pay attention to society's expectations and rules. As a matter of fact, break all those rules. I don't even know who wrote those rules. Like, why do we even live by those rules when they never support women? They've, I don't think they ever support women. Stay passionate and true to whatever your calling may be and never stray too far from that, ever. Okay, so those are just a few to start with. Like I could honestly have a full day conversation with my younger self and just like a a huge long coaching session or masterclass or whatever you want to call it. I wish I could, but some of the things like I really think about is I, I would absolutely not stress over all those small little things that I stressed over. Think about all the things even now, like Sometimes when I catch myself stressing over things, you're like, oh, Tina, stop, just stop. I always do like the five, five, five rule, which is, is this going to matter in five days? Is this going to matter in five weeks? Is this going to matter in five months? And if the answer is no to like all three of those, then just get rid of it. Okay. Um, I would definitely spend more time with the people I loved and, and the people who cared about me. I would really focus on the people who champion me, who are always building me up, right? And I would worry less about the people who don't. Like, don't even focus on those. Even if those are your close family, if those people don't support you and they're not building you up, just like kind of push that off to the side and focus on the people who do want you in, in your life and the people who champion you. Um... I would definitely spend more time learning and less time working, right? I spent a lot of time doing busy work um, and not actually learning new things, like busy work that's not really going to get me closer to my core values and my dreams. And, And part of that is knowing what your core values are and your dreams are. And so like, it's really important to know that in your life. And if, and if that's something that you need help with, you could reach out to me, but that's so important, knowing what you want, knowing your core values, knowing your dreams and your goals. Because spend time, like when you're doing stuff and you're spending your precious time doing these things, ask yourself the question, is this getting me closer to my dreams and my goals and my passions? And if the answer is no, then you need to start making small shifts in your life to draw yourself away from that bullshit and bring yourself closer to the things that are going to serve you. Okay. Um, So things I'm going to do right now, I'm going to focus more on, you know, the things I love and the things I'm passionate about. I'm going to embrace the people I love and deepen those relationships. I'm going to surround myself with the people who love me, that are aligned with me, that raise me up and and spend less time with the people who don't. I'm going to bring my core values and my passions into my life and my business and share those with my friends, family, community, and my clients. I'm going to always have a mentor and ask for help just to make things easier for myself, whether that be a friend, a family member, or a a coach that I pay, whatever it might be. I'm going to always find someone to make things easier for me. Somebody else has done it before. Even if it's reading a book, taking a course, whatever you need to do, there's always some way to learn to help project you forward quicker, right? I'm definitely going to rest more. I've been really focusing on this lately. I've been making sure every morning to do uh, my yoga. Yoga really helps me and my breath work. Breath work helps me a lot to reduce stress and anxiety and to just get grounded and to really focus on my self-care at the beginning of the day. Because sometimes at the end of the day, I'm so tired, I don't even feel like doing it. So 
this has been a huge shift for me right now in my life, just focusing on that self-care right in the morning because I'm always like really gung-ho to get started with work. And a lot of times I want to finish work early so I can go outside and play, um, which sounds really funny, but that's just, that is my focus a lot of times. So doing this self-care work in the morning and making this a new habit, a new part of my life, um, really is, I've only been doing it for a short while, like a, a week or so very short while. And it's been kind of life changing. It's changing my whole like mood and the way I start my day. It like lessens like, um, that anxiety, not the bad anxiety, but almost the excitement anxiety of my, some of the work that I do. So I highly recommend it. Um, I will never hesitate to reach for my goals, no matter how big they are, no matter how big they seem nothing is out of my reach. I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to get there. I'm, you know, if I don't know how to do it, I'll find someone who can help me. One of the things I know and I teach is that all you need to know is the next step. You don't need the whole how right laid out in front of you because it's never going to turn out exactly that way when you're on your way to reach your goals and your dreams. The only thing you need is the next step. That's it. So I've learned to create this in my life and I love the work that I do. I wish I could go back and talk to my younger self and tell her all these things so she could have an easier time with her life. Um, I love leading other women through their life and all their challenges so they can create the experiences that they want in their lives too. That's my passion. That's my purpose. So what I want to share with you today though, um, after talking about all those things that I would tell my younger self is that it doesn't matter where your starting point is and it doesn't matter who's ahead of you you know perceivably ahead of you or who's behind you all that you need is the desire for the change the desire for more in your life you know deep down inside that you're meant for more like are you like you can feel it you know, I feel it sometimes in my life. It's like you're meant for more. You're supposed to be doing more. It's like almost like this little, I always describe it as, you know, when you pull the arrow back, a bow and arrow, and right before you release the arrow, that little bit of anxious limbo moment that it, I feel that way sometimes, right? So, you know, you're meant for more and you're ready to step forward, like, and just take it. So, what is it that you want? Like, ask yourself, try to like come up with your, like what, what you really want. What are your goals? What are your dreams? You know, let go of any of the, your limitations, right? If you could have whatever you want, the only limitation that you have is your own mind, right? So do you want balance and health in your life? Do you want to reach a big goal? Do you want to get unstuck and finally move forward and thrive? Do you want and move into like that next level version of yourself? Do you you know, do you need support during a, like a difficult transition? Are you going, maybe you're getting divorced. Maybe you're, um, as I said, your kids are going off to college. You like experience an empty nest. Maybe you want to start a business, whatever it might be. Like, you know, the first step you need to take is to just know what it is you want and then decide that everything you want for yourself is possible. And you can prove it possible. Just find some examples out there. Go search for them because you'll find them. There's always an example. And that's it. That's all you need right now. Then you just need to take one baby step every day toward what you want. That's it. That's the secret right there. And you, as I said, you don't need to know all the steps. You just need to know what the next one is and make them small so you can create some wins for yourself. You just don't, just remember, you don't need to know every step just the next one. That's it. So 
this is the letter of advice to my younger self and a little bit to you guys. So like if you're feeling that feeling that I said that you're meant for more and you want to take that next step, don't wait. Why wait? The best time to start is right now. So figure out what that next step is. All right. I love you guys. And I will see you next week for next week's self-care mindset shift that I'll be sharing with you from, I'm not sure how long this series is going to go on for. It's basically just whatever pops into my head every week. And at some point I always feel a shift and then I'll, I'll just change it. I've done these series before and eventually it just something changes and I shift it. So I'll let you know when that happens. But this Friday I have um, a guest episode with Jessica Tomac who is a financial planner who focuses on helping women. And we will be going over little baby steps that you could take to get started if you are in that place where you've never really took care of your money before. It's a really cool episode to help take those those little steps like I just talked about, right? So check that out. It's, it'll be released on Friday. Okay, love you guys. Bye.